Lecture Topic Divine Rejection of the Interfaith Ideology In this dunya, everybody has his priorities, but no matter who it might be, every person understands no matter what is his financial position, his social status, no matter who he is, where he is, he holds dear to him at the greatest level his life. So if a person is in a situation where his life is in danger, then he'll do whatever he can to protect his life. If he has to part with his possessions, he'll part with his possessions to save his life. If a person has some illness, some sickness, he'll spend his last cent to try and get the relief from that ailment in order to save his life. So every human being, this is natural within him. That he makes his utmost effort to look after his life because that is the most precious thing to him. But to a mu'min, there's something beyond life. And the reason why there's something beyond life is because he has belief in the afterlife. That this life is not the be-all and end-all. After this life, there's still life. So more than his life, for a mu'min, is his iman. Like any other human being, he will give his wealth to save his life, but a mu'min will even be ready to give his life to save his iman. Because if he leaves this world without iman, then this total disaster. There is no end to the disaster. Then it is no end in the fire of Jahannam. This is the clear aqidah and belief of a mu'min that his entry to Jannah depends on leaving this dunya with iman. And if he left without this iman, then there is no, no way to remedy it. Here in this world, a person fails some exam, they give a supplementary exam, they say, no, you have to repeat the year, rewrite next year, so there's some chances again he gets. But a person left this world without iman, everything is closed. So this is the first and most important thing that a mu'min always has in his heart and mind, that his iman is most precious to him, over and above anything else. Neither his possessions, that's a very secondary thing, and not even his life has any value that is close to even the value of his Iman. So in any case, this is what a Mu'min believes very very firmly. Now, how does he live his life in this world? So this life that Allah Ta'ala has given him, Allah Ta'ala has made this the opportunity to earn that everlasting life of Jannah, that everlasting bliss and bounty in Akhirat. This is the opportunity Allah Ta'ala gave this life for. To earn that everlasting life. It's a very, very temporary thing. 
How long is anybody going to live here? Somebody lives for 50, 60, 70, 80 years also, and somebody lives for 100 years as well. But what is that 100 years compared to the everlasting life of the hereafter? So this little time in dunya, Allah Ta'ala gave us this opportunity to earn the everlasting life of Jannah. Not the everlasting life somewhere else in Jahannam Allah for good. So how is that going to be possible? How is a person going to get there? So the first thing is to protect his Iman. And in this regard, Allah Ta'ala speaks to the believers. But look, this Iman, what does this Iman dictate from you? What does this Iman demand from you? So every mu'min, Allah is talking to us. People who have been blessed with this wealth of Iman. Allah is addressing the believers, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu, O you who believe. Not talking to everybody else. Talking to those who already have Iman, they are being addressed. O you who believe, Udkhulu fissilmi kafa. Enter into Islam fully, not partially, not in some things person has entered into Islam and some other things he is following something else. No, his deen is one and the perfect deen and that's the only deen that is acceptable in the sight of Allah Ta'ala inna deena indallahi islam only deen that is acceptable in the sight of Allah Ta'ala is Islam. Now in every Nabi's time, Islam was the deen. In the time of Adam Ali Salatu Salam, he was on Tawheed, that was deen. Kanan Nas Ummatul Wahida, every single person was on the Tawheed, everyone followed one path of Tawheed and oneness of Allah Ta'ala and following the Nabi of the time. Then, many generations later, some people fell into shirk. Allah after almost ten generations later, and they used to have lengthy lifespans. Almost ten generations later, then Nuh Salam was sent to guide people back onto Tawheed. And then every Nabi of Allah came with the same message. Then eventually the Anbiya of the Bani Israel, and among them were two very, very great and prominent Anbiya Salam, Sayyidina Musa salam, he brought the same message. Those who obeyed him, those who followed him, they were on Islam at that time. But then they also started, after he passed away, they started changing things, they started uh, mixing up their own things into the Torah, and they completely fabricated so many things. So eventually Isa salam was sent. When Isa salam came, those who followed Isa salam were now on Islam and those who remained on their own thing, they claimed to be following Musa salam too, they were now de- declared the unbelievers. Because now the only Islam was the Islam that Isa salam presented. And those who did not follow were the unbelievers. Even if they called themselves anything. And then after Isa salam left, those at that time who were the Muslimin of the time, they started changing things in the Bible and they started extracting things, taking it out, certain verses didn't suit them, they took it out, certain things they put inside of their own selves. 
So eventually Allah Ta'ala sent the Bia Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam some 550 years later when the world was steeped in darkness and Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came as the last and final messenger of Allah Ta'ala مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَاكِرْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ Allah Ta'ala declared in the Quran Sharif He's the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala the messenger of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala and he's the seal of Nubuwad. No Nabi to come after him. And now the only Islam is the Islam he has presented. Everything prior to that is all cancelled, abrogated. Anyone who claims to follow anything besides what he has presented is a disbeliever. There's no other way about it. Very, very clear cut in the Quran Sharif. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا Allah Ta'ala instructs Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam declare to everybody I am the Rasul of Allah to all of you جَمِيعًا الَّذِي لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا هُوَ يُحْيِ وَيُمِيرِ Allah alone there's no deity beside him he gives life and death فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ النَّبِيِّ الْأُمِّيِّ الَّذِي يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَكَلِمَاتِهِ So now you believe in Allah and believe in his unlettered prophets. And what tabi'uhu la'allakum tahtadun Now you follow him alone. Then you'll be rightly guided. Follow anybody else, you're off the track. So now this is the only Islam. There's only faith. There's only one faith. In the deen in the Islam. And on Hajjatul Wada'a, on that occasion Allah revealed the ayat Al-Yawma Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum I've perfected your deen for you now. The deen of Islam that Nabi Karim Salaam presented. No faith beyond that. And besides that. That's the only faith and one faith. There's no such thing as interfaith. In the context that is now used in this time and age. That where the invitation is towards Accepting that all rivers reach the oceans, all religions also, all are one. To say all faiths are one is to say I have no faith in Allah. Which is the, the efforts that is taking place out there in the world to dilute deen. So that a person has no faith, he just looks like somebody, he might just have a name of somebody, he might just claim to follow something, claim to be a Muslim, but he says, no, everything goes, everything goes, everybody is one. So then by saying everybody is one, everybody is following, so the Quran says, when Allah Ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْمَسِيحُ بْنُ مَرْيَمُ Those who claim that Masih Ali Salaam, Isa Ali Salaam is the, is the uh, son of Allah Ta'ala, or he, he alone is the deity, Allah is saying, the Quran is declaring, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا they have become disbelievers. They are disbelievers. They are kuffar. They have committed kufr. Those who claim Allah is Masih. Masih is Allah and Those who believe in the Trinity, the Quran said, you see, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ ثَالِثُ ثَلَاثَ Those who say, no, Allah is one of three, Allah, the Trinity, Allah is saying, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ They have committed kufr. They got nothing to do with Iman and Deen. So now a person who says everything is all one, 
So then in Nauzubillah, these ayat are all being rejected. Allah is saying they're not one. Allah is saying this is kufr. And you think, no, this is part of Iman. This is totally out of deal. And this is such a sensitive situation that let alone something so blatant. Allah Ta'ala did not even allow any kind of little resemblance also should be there with any other creed and religion. So to understand this in the light of this ayat that we started discussing, Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe, enter into Islam fully. Not partly in, partly out, one step in, one step out, one step into Islam and one step in the West, one step in Eid and one step in Christmas also. One step in Eid and one step in Diwali, because everything is all one. They say, no, 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 it's not one. A mu'min, Nabi Karim Plasam came to Medina Munawwara, so now from the times of Jahiliya, there were some celebrations that were taking place. They asked him, what's this? What are you celebrating? They said, oh, these are things we were doing from the times of pre-Islamic times, from the times of Jahiliya. They said, all this stops now. Allah Ta'ala has given you a better occasion, occasions of Eid. You celebrate nothing else. In terms of all these Jahili celebrations, you celebrate Eid only. Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. Allah has given you these two Eids. Everything else cancelled. All other things stop in terms of what has come from Jahiliya, what has come from other creeds and religions. You have only one deen and your deen is Islam. You have one path, the path that Nabiya Kareem Prophet has provided, what he has shown. So on this, the ayat that was, the occasion that it was revealed on, among the very, very highly placed Jewish scholars in his time, was Abdullah bin Salam. He then Allah's Tawfiq, he came into Iman. Some other Jews also, they left behind whatever was in the past and they wholeheartedly, fully came into Islam. But now they were very deep in their deen previously. So now one day they were just discussing, you know, there were certain things that were very, very deep within us in our previous life. One of it was the Sabbath. Saturday is the holy day as we call it. Ya mashallah Allah has blessed us with Jumu'ah. And we should give the extra care and importance to the day of Jumu'ah. It's a very big day for Muslim. Very important occasion. So we should be spending more time in Ibadat as well. And coming early to the Masjid for Jumu'ah. Whatever other excessive Guru Sharif. Amal of Jumu'ah in general. The recitation of Surah Al-Kahaf. So many other aspects, inshallah, which we are already practicing. So in any case, they used to observe the Sabbath, Saturday as a very great day, holy day. That was part of Judaism. So now they discussed among themselves, that look, there isn't any prohibition in Islam, that's what now they tell us, that we haven't been prohibited from also observing Saturday as a big day. Now calling it a big day is a sh- is a part of deen now. But they just thought at that time that if we also, now Friday is our day, Jumu'ah is our Jumu'ah, not that we're going to stop observing the importance of Jumu'ah, but we just also just observe Saturday as a big day. Now in whichever way that might have been. But obviously not by doing things that are not in accordance with deen, but observing it as a big day. Then another thing that was 
part of their previous way that they did not consume, it was forbidden for the Jews to consume any part of the camel. Camel meat, milk. So Islam doesn't compel anybody to eat camel meat. Islam hasn't made it compulsory to drink camel milk, so we'll just stay away from it. So we drink so to say both things. We're not crossing any line, that's what was felt. We're not crossing any line in Islam. But these were important observances in the previous deen, so we'll just do this alone. It didn't harm us in any way. Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Ya ayyuhallarina aman. O you who believe. MashaAllah, they had wholeheartedly come into Iman. They hadn't come halfway. They were fully into Iman. Allah Ta'ala now corrected this thought. That look, this thought now, let's accommodate a little bit of that. Try not to do anything that's wrong here, obviously. But let's accommodate something from there. Allah Ta'ala says, no accommodation from anywhere else. You have only one deen. And you only look into your deen. There is no other faith. There is only one faith. And that only one faith is Iman and Islam. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanud khulu fissilmi kafta. Enter into Islam fully, 100%. And to look left and right, wala tattabi'u khutuwaati shaitan. Accommodate something for you also. And we'll celebrate Eid also, and Christmas also, and maybe Diwali as well too, and whatever else. Allah says, don't follow the footsteps of shaitan. This is all going in the footsteps of shaitan. A mu'min, he has only one way of life. That is what Nabi Kareem came and gave the da'wah to us. Ya yunnaas, qulu la ilaha illallah tuflihu. He invited towards one Allah. And any shirk is completely negative of iman. And to the extent that Nabi Kareem said, if Musa salam and Isa salam were alive, then they too had no option but to follow my way of life. And what I presented. They are the Nabis of Allah Ta'ala. And in their time, it was their Sharia. But if they had to be alive in this time, meaning in the time of Nabi Kareem Wasallam, they too would have had no option to gain salvation and to reach Allah Ta'ala and to be rightly guided, except but to follow what Nabi Kareem Salaam presented. To follow the Qur'an Sharif. To follow the way of life of Nabi Kareem Salaam. That is the last and final message of Allah Ta'ala. And that is what Nabi Kareem Salaam gave his life for. That is what he tied stones to his belly out of severe hunger. Because he was boycotted for three years in the valley of Abi Talib. And there was no food to eat. Why? Because the Dawah was give up everything else and come to the call of one Allah and follow me, follow Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa That was his Dawah. And for that, he suffered the severe difficulties and harm. Hardship. Saw his family suffering. Saw his Sahaba being martyred. And was hurt and persecuted to the point where the crux of it in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says, I was made to fear so much in the path of Allah Ta'ala like nobody else ever experienced. And I was given so much of taklif and difficulty and hardship in the cause of deen that nobody was made to experience anything like this. What was this for? It was to say that everything is one 
No, that is what everybody had an objection on. Aja'ala al-alihata ilaho wahida. Where does this person come from? All our deities and our gods and everything. He says, leave everything aside. Now come towards one Allah. They couldn't accept it. Now that which was the story at that time, that is being made the story now. That, no, everything is one. Believe in everything. Believing in everything means believing in nothing. Person who says he's believing in everything, all are one. Yes, Islam has taught us to take care of every human being. To fulfill the rights of every human being. And even if the worst atheist is starving and we feed him too, and even if he's not starving to and we fed him, we'll get rewarded for that. No matter who it might be, if he's in a difficulty, a mu'min will do what he can to help him. He will do what he can to take away somebody's pain and grief. But he will never compromise his iman. He will never compromise his iman and his deen, his Islam. These are two totally distinct aspects, two separate things. One is being kind and compassionate to everybody. Don't give anybody any kind of taklif and difficulty. If the neighbor is a non-Muslim, he also has rights upon us. And he has to take care of his rights. We will be sinning if we disturb him unduly. But we will never compromise our iman for anybody. We will never compromise our way of life, of deen and Islam for anybody. So that is not something to be confused. Deen has given us a very, very clear and very clear path. On the one side, we will fulfill everybody's rights. We will take care of everyone. We'll feed, even a mu'min feeds a thirsty dog, he'll get rewarded. What can we think about a human being? Any human being is in pain, difficulty, we'll try to do what we can to help him. But that doesn't mean that Iman too can be compromised. Iman can never be compromised. That is the most dear aspect in the life of a mu'min. That is his most greatest possession. And he will do anything to protect and safeguard his Iman. Whatever anybody says, whatever anybody now puts any kind of pressure on him for anything, but he remains steadfast on his Iman. That is his passport to Jannah. Without that there is no entry to Jannah. So therefore he holds on daily to his Iman. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala keep us steadfast on Deen and Iman. Allah ta'ala take us on perfect Iman. Allah ta'ala raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.